hello and welcome back to another episode of High on Horror. This week we are going to be talking about our favorite movies from the 2000s decade. Um, we are very excited. We did an episode on our favorites of the 90s and so we decided to catch the 2000s now and um yeah there's a lot of good horror that came out in this 10-year period i was having a real hard time picking mine um so i ended up just going with my favorites the ones that i have the most fun re-watching but um i'm chris one of the three hosts here i'm joined by josh what's up i hate the 2000s <laughs> and miles what's going on miles hello my dear dear friends um so yeah, I I really hold a special place in my heart for the 2000s because I was in high school at the time. So I was going to horror movies all the time with my friends. Uh, that was really when I got super into the genre um, and then started working back from then. Um, and I've pretty much kept up with horror since I was you know, 14, 15. So yeah, I feel like I've seen a majority of the horror movies that came out in the 2000s, which is you know, makes uh, doing an episode like this a lot easier. But um, what about you guys? What was what was going on in the 2000s for y'all in terms of your love for horror? Josh, why do you why do you have such disdain for the 2000s? That's where my love for horror started to die. <laughs> <laughs> it got sick. No, well, no, it was this way for pretty much cinema as a whole is because this was where everyone started using CGI instead of practical effects. And the quality was not there to be using it as liberally as they chose to. So there are a lot of movies that really look like dog shit. Yeah. And I just feel like it takes away from... You can't be scared when you're looking at something that looks stupid as fuck. To be fair, they still do that and make monsters look stupid as fuck. That's true. New Mutants is But at least it's just the design. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's like now TV shows have the CGI, like have better CGI than like the biggest budget movies in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, even some of it is just like is also the big switch from film to digital. So the actual quality of the films look a lot different. Is when I feel like movies stop looking real, which takes a lot away from whether or not I'm scared of it. It's cuz like early 90s or late 80s movies they just look real because the, there's like a grain to the quality of film yeah when once once, once we lost that i feel like it, it it's it the movies became less scary <laughs> yeah i mean i still i liked a lot of the movies during this time period but what i didn't like is that ghost movies fucking took off which is fine but it wasn't just any ghost it's just always the girl with the long hair in front of her yeah. face in every fucking movie <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even open that Pandora's box of hatred in my heart because I fucking hate ghost movies. Yeah, I feel like this is they like beat the ghost genre to death in the 2000s. They're still going. They're still going. It <laughs> hasn't stopped. It's like fewer and farther between now, though. I feel like back then it was like at least two to three movies a year. Now it's like we'll get one every like year and a half. We get a Conjuring movie every fucking four months. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's true. I don't even count. I had to. I had to stop those. I just. I had to give up on those. They're but, like Avengers now. Like they just have superpowers <laughs> where they can fight ghosts and shit. Like trying to keep up with superheroes. Yeah. The People con- bitch about zombie movies. How much zombie content there was. That is nothing compared to ghosts. And you know what zombies happen to be? Fucking awesome. 
Those yeah. suck dick. <laughs> the Conjuring know, Cinematic this. Universe. Yeah, there is a Conjuring Cinematic Universe, though. <laughs> yeah. Annabelle. What's the other one? The, the nun. nun. La Lorna. The nun the... Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It. The Nun 2. Annabelle <laughs> Comes Home. Like, it's fucking insane how many movies there are in that franchise. It, especially for how not good that series got after really halfway yeah. through the second movie. One million dollars really goes a long way these days. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Miles, what about you? What was your thoughts about the two thousands besides the long-haired girl? Any other any other takeaways? Uh, I think some of the most bitchin' movies in history, horror movies, came out during this period of time, though, which we're gonna get into because some of them are fucking awesome. Agreed. And, uh, we'll uh, we'll get to it. I mean, do you want me to start on that? Yeah, please tell us what your first one is. I want to talk about a movie we already fucking talked about, and that would be Dog Soldiers. Ah! God, God. My God. Movie. Ah, my guts. Ah, my guts. <laughs> Spoon Man. Yeah, like, that movie is so fucking good. I, like, to this day, I have nightmares about that movie. It's just so well made. It's my favorite werewolf movie. Like, American Werewolf in London is excellent. Don't get me wrong. But Dog Soldiers is just, like, <laughs> a fun ride through the whole thing. The only slow moment is at the very beginning of the movie, and the rest of it is just, like, a fucking ride. And, uh, yeah, do you guys remember how you felt about Dog Soldiers? <laughs> a lot of gunfights, a lot of action, which I was a fan of. I do. I love horror meets action. I always, If it's done right, it's freaking <laughs> awesome. That cow got dropped off that cliff that time. <laughs> <laughs> like example of a bad horror movie that was a lot better because it had dope action was alone in the dark. Did you guys ever seen that one? That's a prime <laughs> no. example of why the CGI fucking ruined the, the double lots. Like, yeah, yep. you're the only person I've ever heard say anything good about that movie, <laughs> dude. The movie wasn't good, but the combat uh, against like demons in the darkness was fucking sweet. <laughs> it was like, like Constantine, but not good. Yeah, oh, I love Constantine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll that's see horror. It. We'll cover that someday. Yeah, we'll see if it ended up on this list. Um, so yeah, Dog uh, Soldiers, no. best werewolves in my opinion. Very solid movie overall. Terrible reviews. I don't understand why. Um, who's up next? Who wants to go with their next one? Josh, why don't you hit us with your your favorite from this period? My absolute favorite is Shaun of the Dead. Cap, it is vital that you stay in your homes, make no attempt to reach loved ones, and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. Do you believe everything you hear on TV? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a horror comedy, and the the horror is horrifying, <laughs> and the comedy is amazing. And fucking, it's one of my favorite movies ever. It's one of my favorite zombie movies ever, and it's just it pays such great homage while also being like new and funny and interesting. And uh, I just love it so much. <laughs> what do you What do you guys think of that movie? Chris? So I'll I'll go first. I'm gonna have an unpopular opinion on this. This movie's grown on me because I love Edgar Wright and I think Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are both awesome. But I was not a big fan of this movie for like the first five or six years it came out because like I love zombies and I thought like the zombies in this were so like 
non-threatening basically because it was like a commentary on society you know and so i just was not super into it and it's very british humor so if you're not your favorites dawn of the dead that that whole movie's a commentary on people (laughs) yeah but the zombies are actually like threatening in dawn of the dead you know what I mean? Like they're fucking sprinting at you or like in World Dude, War it's II. ripped in half. <laughs> yeah, but they also kill zombies with records that are tossed. Like it's meant to be like ludicrous. It's not meant to be die. scary. That's, that's why it's funny. Yeah. But So I personally am not a big fan of this movie, um, but so many of my friends love this that I've seen it multiple times and it's definitely grown on me. Um, the running joke of them going down and getting a, a pint at the at the pub is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was, it was all right. Like I wasn't huge on this, but I also am not as big on horror comedies. Like there are a few that I like, but I'm just, I'm more of a straightforward horror guy. Breaking my heart. Breaking my heart. I mean, if we're talking about horror comedies, this is not one of my official ones, but like Tucker and Dale versus evil is like a very amazing, amazing <laughs> movie. And I would prefer to watch that 10 out of 10 times than Shaun of the dead personally. What? But Shaun of the Dead is funny. I like Chris. I didn't love it at first, and at this point, I think it's hilarious. But it, at first, I was just like upset about how much not horror is in that movie. Yeah, like, I think I felt the same way, Miles. When uh, Nick Frost turns into a zombie, <laughs> that part's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more of a comedy than a horror movie. But I mean, yeah. it's fucking zombies. <laughs> it counts. Lots of gore. We we don't just cover scary. We cover horror. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It definitely, I think a lot of people would agree with you, Josh, that that's like one of the best horror movies that came out during that time, during this time period. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people who love that movie dearly and a lot of people who say that's Edgar Wright's best movie. I disagree, but I could definitely see the argument. Yeah. It's a solid movie. It's not too bad. Chris, do you want to talk about your favorite zombie movie now since it was brought up? Yeah, I do. I have yelled to the heavens about this film. I went on Miles' show and did a episode on the disc dump about it. Um, one of my favorite horror movies in general, one of my favorite movies in general, something that I can watch an unlimited amount of times. Um, this was around when it was released. It was like during the prime time of playing like Call of Duty zombies. And I was reading the zombie survival guide and World War Z Um and it was just it was it was the best of times if you were a zombie fan honestly Uh, (laughs) we got 28 days later not too long after i believe Um, but the movie i love dearly is the dawn of the dead remake by Zack snyder with the uh i think it was produced by james gunn yeah and i I mean it was written by written by james gunn yeah oh oh um rosie o'donnell tell him to get rosie Yeah, Rosie. Nah, too easy. Give him something hard. You guys had really rough childhoods, didn't you? I loved it. Zack Snyder's first movie, his directorial debut, and you get a screenplay from James Gunn, and both those guys went on to do a lot more bigger budget stuff. Um, We talked about, uh, when I did the episode with Miles, we talked about how it unseated uh, Passion of the Christ. Yep. Different zombie movie. For yeah, for top top zombie movie of the box office after sixteen weeks or whatever, yeah. um, and Dawn of the Dead, man, it's just a fucking blast. 
like them armoring up the buses, the sh- the hotel or the uh, <laughs> the mall shuttles is fucking crazy. Then they're doing the sniper, like where's Waldo? Where yeah. they're just killing, <laughs> they're killing celebrities that look or the zombies that look like celebrities. There's a fucking zombie that looks like Hulk Hogan that lifts up a fucking propane barrel at one point at the end and they shoot. It's just so fucking awesome. You got Andy, the hermit who lives in his gun store across the street, just every day goes out there and kills as many zombies as he can and goes back every fucking day. That's the best why why a movie's awesome thing I've ever heard in my life. It's got Andy. <laughs> it does. Andy's a fucking G, bro. Um, also, it's like, got the dog. Whatever its name chips. was. Chips. <laughs> chips. Chips, come here, chips. Where are you, chips? And they play uh, Richard Cheese during the sex scene where you can see that girl's boobies for a second. And that's dude, the yeah, boob dude. report. Wait, did I? Let me try it again. And that's the boob report. <laughs> dude, <laughs> honestly, there's so much to like about this. Like the, the Richard Cheese cover of Down with the Sickness. You've got uh, uh, The Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash and the opening credits. The opening credits are fucking awesome. Like... Some of my favorite opening credits for any movie. It's the just, opening scene is a fucking terrifying dude. nightmare. <laughs> oh my god, the little girl on the rollerblades in the beginning, and then she's got half her lip missing. She eats the lady's fiance. We got Ving. That's Rames. one of the best best openings to a horror movie ever. Dude, the absolute chaos when she gets in her car, she's driving through her neighborhood, and people are just sprinting. There's houses on fire. The one dude gets run over by an ambulance. And yeah, one scene that like one of my favorite scenes in any movie is when she's driving. It's the overhead shot and you see like a truck run a stop sign and hit a freaking gas pump and blow the gas station up from an overhead view. And it's just so badass. Um, I think that movie does a really great job of exemplifying like when shit hits the fan in a zombie apocalypse, which is the best time to do anything zombie related. You get to see the craziest shit. Um, too many things now are like, it's been six months since the zombies took over and now we're fighting against our other human brethren. And it's like, no, I don't want that. I want society falling <laughs> apart in real time. Um, but yeah, like all of the effects work looks really good. The zombie kills. There's some really cool ones. There's one where a dude, uh, the guy who worked at Best Buy spikes the freaking janitor in the head with a croquet mallet. That was fucking crazy. Um, we also get the dumbest part of the movie, but also still hilarious to me is the zombie baby. Yep, the zombie baby. <laughs> when they freaking they pull the little swaddling cloth back and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, Mackay Pfeiffer went crazy for the zombie baby. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, you get but to yeah, see like, a slow transformation too, where the guy got bit and he like doesn't instantly turn because he's still alive, and like the drama of that scene. It's like just in general an excellent film, let alone being a horror movie. Everything about that it big, is so well made. That big fat lady that turns into a zombie that's in the fucking wheelbarrow. Yep. Dude. <laughs> yeah, and then like the scene where they go to get gas in the parking complex and the freaking zombie is like crawling across the pipes and lands on that one guy's shoulder. Like there's some like genuine horror elements. Like you get the the trucker Tucker 
who falls through the manhole, breaks his legs, and then one of them's dragging him, and he's dual-wielding pistols, just blasting zombies <laughs> as they drag him away. Like, there's just so much to love about that film. Um, and I also really love at the very end, they finally make it out. They make it to the island. And what happens? They get fucking mobbed. They get absolutely swamped by zombies and killed. And it's like, yeah, this is what would happen in a zombie apocalypse. Like, it doesn't matter how, like, persistent you are, what weapons you have. You would get schwacked by sprinting zombies. The and plot I love that. continues through the credits and shit. But I think Ving yeah. Rhames makes it to the sequel. Have you guys seen the sequel? Which one is the sequel? It has Nick Cannon in it. I don't know. I've never seen it. There's so many names, and they've been myths. It's been so many. Is it City of the Dead? I don't know. <laughs> so, so there was Land of the Dead, Different which movie. I did not, I did not like because the zombies become sentient. I think the one that you're talking about is called. Well, because they've all been remade, which is weird. Like even like the lesser known ones have been remade. Yeah, it's uh. I'm I'm looking it up one second. Holy shit, there was a there was a rumor on May twenty first, so yesterday that Ving Rames died. It's a rumor uh-huh. though. It's a fake rumor. <laughs> I don't know why you would <laughs> why would you do that? Um Thank God yeah, the, the man's a national treasure. I was just about to say that. <laughs> the one that you're talking about with Miles or with Ving Rhames is it does have him in it, but it's not a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay, good. That movie did not need a sequel. No, it was perfect. Day of the Dead was what it was. Gotcha. I, I think Land of the Dead is the one where they build a city. Yeah. And John Leguizamo's John yep. Leguizamo's in it, and he gets bitten and turned into a zombie, and I call him John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that movie. And it, I love that. And it stays in my mind all the time. <laughs> that was best one of part George about that Romero's last films. The best yeah, part crazy. about that movie was the freaking the uh armored personnel carrier that had rockets and shit called Dead Reckoning. <laughs> Dead Reckoning. That thing was sick. <laughs> um but yeah, so that is that's my pick is Dawn of the Dead. Amazing movie. Can't hype it up enough. I will forever i think that will be one of my top horror movies of all time hell yeah um miles what do you got next for us uh next one is one of the most intense movies i've ever seen i saw it in the theater and i almost had a panic attack panic attack and that would be the hills have eyes remake oh my god I could never even bring myself to watch it from what people told me. I was just like, I don't think this movie's for me. Dude, that movie's so fucking awesome. It's so yeah. good. Like, it is. They, oh, it's so good. It, it Everything about that movie is intense. From like the get-go, they their tire flattens in the middle of the desert, and it's just like this family of gun-toting hooligans trying to keep crazy redneck monster people at bay, and they can't. Like, these people are vicious. The one girl gets raped. It's a brief scene, but it's not pleasant. Like, there's no yeah, moment that in that movie where it's like, it's not like, oh, there's hope. At no point in that movie is there hope. It's just, like, brutal, intense violence, and you feel they feel helpless the whole movie. 
and one guy has to save his baby. So it like follows this super liberal anti-gun person as he goes into a camp of these people that just wrecked their whole family. And it's, it's he gets into a fight and he has to like fight people off with a screwdriver and shit. It's so well made and so intense. <laughs> yeah, it's directed by Alexandra or Alexandre Aja, who did High Tension, which we reviewed on the show. He also did Piranha 3D and Crawl, which are all awesome movies. And then two lesser-known ones. He did Horns with Daniel Radcliffe, and he did Mirrors with Kiefer Sutherland. Horns is pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. I really like that movie. Well, yeah. We need to do Crawl so I can watch it. Oh, <laughs> we dude. do. I want to see that movie so bad. Yes. It, like, the brutality in this movie is definitely, like, it totally tracks that he did high tension before this because... These the that movie and this movie the the level of gore and just like visceral death is fucking gnarly. There's like a little girl that's like radioactive and she turns she goes, Mister, will you play with us? And like that shit that just brief moment in that movie will forever stick with me. And uh, I I think I remember that from the trailer. Yeah. Also, Greg Nicotero played one of the hillbilly inbred people or mutated people Whoa, in this film that's pretty which wild is, which is a fun little fact but yeah this this movie is awesome it's super fucking gory when the the father does go on his absolute killing spree to get his baby back which is just honestly a blast to watch him cut through these fucking monster people it's one of those have movies. you seen the original i have not me neither. Actually, it's a Wes Craven. I've never seen it either, but I assume it has to be somewhat good. Dude, the remake makes your heart pound out of your fucking chest. Like it's so intense. I can't recommend yeah. it enough. I'm certain we'll cover it on this show. Hopefully, sooner than later. They fucking crucify someone and light them on fire. Is that J.K. <laughs> Simmons in that movie? <laughs> I, I think it's J.K. Simmons. I love J.K. Simmons. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Let's see. Oh no, it's the Omni guy. Man. It's the guy from uh, Silence of the Lambs, the bad guy in that. Yeah, he Buffalo Bill. Yeah, the guy who plays Buffalo Bill. <coughs> Poor guy. Chris is our Big... computer whiz while we record. Who is it? Big Bob Ted Levine. Ted Levine. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so good. So, anyway, who's up next? Is it Josh next? Chris. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. My my next one is Cloverfield. They got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the shit right there. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. I fucking love this movie. Yes. Which is weird because I don't really like found footage movies all that much. I don't dislike them. I just kind of nothing them. And I was disappointed because I wanted, of course, I wanted to see the monster more, but. The horror in this movie is so effective. Like, you're terrified in the way of, like, this is really happening. Like, Mm -hmm. what it would be like if a fucking monster rose up. Like, it's not like Godzilla. This is like an alien came out of the fucking water and is ripping apart the, you know, the biggest city in the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's got, like, little aliens coming off of it. And if they bite you, your fucking head explodes. Like, it's crazy (laughs) and even at like no matter what they do to the alien nothing affects the monster at all in this movie yeah they fucking carpet bomb it 
Yeah. yeah, it gets shot by missiles and it just kind of like screams. It gets hit by a fuck. They drop a fucking nuke on it at the end, and then they're like, "It's still alive." <laughs> <laughs> like that's like the last line of the movie is like a dude on the radio being like, "It was ineffective. The monster is still going." <laughs> 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 you a fucking nuclear bomb on a city, <laughs> and it's got Lizzie Kaplan in it, who you can see naked yeah. in pretty much everything she's in. So that's the boob report. I love Lizzie Kaplan, and she, her, poor Lizzie Kaplan, she's the one whose head explodes. Yeah, this movie is so crazy, but, like, the first time I watched it, I was supposed to be doing it with my first girlfriend, and I was like, I'm sorry, you sit over there, I'm watching this movie. <laughs> like, it was so good. And uh, what's the, the funny actor's name who has the camera for most of the movie? Uh, T.J. Miller? T.J. Miller. Yeah. I was surprised never... how good of an actor that dude was. Yeah. That's like his best there's role, a, in my opinion. There's a part on a on the bridge. They try to get out of the city, going over the bridge, and the monster is just it. It's weird because like so much of this movie was a mystery. Like leading up to this movie, a lot of stuff came out. Like they did, they released a manga, like that you had to tr- get translated from Japanese to English, because it was all this like conspiracy theories about like what is the monster? Was it like? Is it an alien because you see like something come out of the sky and land in the water very if you look very closely at the end of the movie? Yep. Um but it was all the manga was like did about an oil rig and it was like did they crack something in the earth's core that released this fucking thing? And then it was like linked to like because it was produced by J.J. Abrams, and this was at the height of fucking like Lost. Mm-hmm. So he was all into his everything's got to mean something and everything's connected and all this shit. Uh, like it, there were adver- weird advertisements for made up like soda companies and shit throughout the manga hmm. that were all tied to like, is this the company? Are they the one that are like covering this up and shit? <laughs> and like at a lot of different angles, the monster looks different. So it's like, is are is are there multiple ones? Is it like, is it a full on like onslaught? Um, and like when the bridge gets taken out, it doesn't look like it's armed, but it doesn't really have like a big Godzilla tail either. So it's like, what the fuck <laughs> took out the bridge? You can see like monsters crawling around there that like lights go on and then it disappears, so you can't really get like a good look at it. Um. But they were supposed to make a sequel. They're supposedly making a, a sequel to it now. Really? There like, There's a sequel and a prequel to this No, one. Like but a, a direct, direct sequel? sequel to this one. Because mm-hmm. the second one is it's just in the same universe. It's just a different story. Like, it's like well, they were going to start franchising them out. Like <laughs> Super 8 is like you didn't know it was related to Cloverfield until they yeah, find Super the It's basically the same movie. movie, but they tried to E.T. it, even though the monster fucking eats people. <laughs> yeah, that shit was Wait. intense. And 10 Cloverfield Lane, you don't, like, what makes that movie not good is that, at spoilers, at the end of the movie, <laughs> they reveal there is that monster, and it's like, but wait. Yeah, it's a fucking alien in a fucking spaceship. <laughs> yeah, like, they're all related in the same universe, but, like, at the same... I also heard that there's a rumor that it's, like, related to that Korean film, The Host. You guys ever see that? I know, but I've always wanted to watch it. That's a good movie. Good yeah, kaiju movie. Oh, yeah, The Host? Oh, my God, that movie's amazing. It's basically the, uh, the monster from those movies, but he demolishes Korea. Like, just they cannot stop it and it's amazing but yeah there's rumors that that's related but 
the other Cloverfield movies are definitely related, but I would be way more into a direct sequel of this movie. Well, when they're the reason I brought up the bridge scene is because when they're on the bridge, when it gets broken in a half, and you see the people on the other side of the bridge that they can't get to, a group of them have a camera as well. So the theory is that like it'll take place from their found footage, which would be fucking awesome. Way. Yeah, that'd be super cool. I would be so about that. Um, I also got to give it up to this movie when it was doing the marketing campaign, like tons of ads, but they gave you nothing about what the creature was, which was it just added to the entire mythos of the film, like going yeah, into it. Was it was just like the date of the movie. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, I loved this. I love found footage. I feel like their journey through the city is really, like, arduous. And, like, the scene where they come up out of the subway station and there's, like, a armored battalion of soldiers just fucking tank shelling the, the beast, the monster. And, like, that whole scene was just crazy. And then, like, the whole scene when they're in the subway tunnels and the the smaller ones are, like, hunting them through it. Awesome. So awesome. Yeah, it's, that's a great fucking movie. Uh, why did it get bad reviews? I remember everybody saying they didn't like it. Was it just because it was found footage? Yeah, a lot of people were saying the camera was too shaky. I thought it was fine. Like, I think it added I think, to the I think effect. people were disappointed you don't ever get, like, a good solid look at the monster. It's always quick. Like, every second the camera gets onto it, which isn't even very often, it's off of it like that part chris is talking about with the tank shells that's like the best look you get at it until the very end of the movie yeah which i think probably was a benefit like looking back on it because this it didn't give the opportunity for a really shitty cgi Mm -hmm. so it just looks it just it feels like it feels like a godzilla movie from the ground level which is really cool like them going through that building that's been knocked over the skyscraper that's been knocked over into the other one was incredibly tense. And like, there's, there's just like a variety of stuff that they have to deal with like that. Like walking through the empty city streets. I mean, I, I'm a big, big fan of Cloverfield. I've watched this movie over and over again. Um, and I would love to see a direct sequel. They did, you know, the Cloverfield lane film. And then they also did the Cloverfield paradox which confirmed that the alien was from like another dimension, basically that they accidentally opened up or like a, yeah, I liked, I, everyone hated that movie. I I thought that movie was fine, but I really liked all the connected aspects, like how they did this experiment. And the second they did it, it like transferred them to the other side of the universe. And it also transferred the fucking alien from a different universe onto the planet. And what was this? I, I totally missed this. What are we talking about? The Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix. Oh, man. That's another one I got to see. Was... Yeah, it came out. It was, they literally like didn't tell anyone it was being made, and they just dropped it on Netflix with the Super Bowl commercial and was like, hey, by the way, this is on Netflix right now. Which was a great marketing move. But then people like shit on it, and it was like, what are you t- it's a free fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. That like yeah it, it was not everything made sense but it had a great fucking cast and I thought it, I thought it was good yeah I liked it a lot Chris what's your <laughs> uh, I mean is that how we're gonna sum it up Miles come on you can do better Miles that movie is excellent cinema okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> Chris what's your last movie uh, my second movie is oh, your second movie 
Um, so I've been torn about this. I think I'm going to go with wrong turn. Uh, it almost got pushed out by another zombie movie, but I figured I got my bases covered with Dawn of the Dead. Uh, wrong Turn is just a ridiculous hillbilly slasher, um, and it's got the chick from Buffy, right? I think she's from Buffy. Misha. Yeah, she's from Buffy. Yeah. Elijah um, Dushku. Elijah Dushku. Yeah. Yeah, mm. her. Um, mm. That movie is She's got a real Jessica Biel thing going on in that one. Yeah, she, she does. <laughs> She's dressed exactly the same. <laughs> this is this is like another slasher that I feel like this is probably one of the slasher films I've seen the most because I had it on DVD and me and my friends used to watch it all the time. Um, it's just a fun, bloody romp, ridiculous, like not super serious. Um, the the killers are gross. There's three of them. They're like three hillbilly brothers, and. They're just murdering college co-eds or college and post-grad age co-eds. And there's some really, really cool kills in this. Um, specifically one that's very gnarly is uh, catching one of the girls from behind after she has sex and smokes a joint with this guy and coming up behind her with barbed wire and using that and wrapping that around her mouth and lifting her off the ground with it, which was super, super gnarly. Um, so there's some really, really good kills in the first one. Apparently, the series gets progressively more gory, and there's a bunch of sequels. I haven't seen any of those. There's five sequels. I've seen a couple of them. The a remake. They remade this like last year. Yeah, yes. I, I didn't hear anything about that, so that's not a good yeah. sign. <laughs> it's very meh. The third one is I follow a lot of groups about celebrity boobies. Not going to lie. I think we all could assume that I would. And uh, there's uh, the third one has one of the, like the most iconic nude scenes and uh, yeah super hot and Elijah Dushku refuses to do nudity but there is a movie that I can't remember the name of it of course I don't do names very well but there's a scene where she drops her towel and you get some side boob and that's the boob report. <laughs> But yeah, like overall, I thought this was good. It had like a fun little subplot of this like newly engaged couple and that dude just gets absolutely shredded by arrows. Another yeah. cool thing about this is like the fact that the killers, one of them's using a bow, which mm. I feel like you don't see that very often in horror movies, but it, I think it works really well. Um, and there's a particular scene that's pretty badass that is... Well, one, they go into their nasty-ass cabin, and they've got all these body parts preserved, a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is cool. But um, there's a particular scene that has, like, they go into a fire tower to try to use a radio to contact, like, any kind of help. And this one motherfucker is, like, free climbing this, like, 10-story tree and, like, jumping branch to branch. And then, like, one of the chicks tries to escape... And he hits her through the mouth with an axe and like her body falls off like all the way down off the tree and her head like remains sitting on top of the axe. Yeah, like, like the, the top, top of, of her head. head. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Josh, yeah, have so you the... seen this movie? Yeah, I don't remember liking it at all. <laughs> See, it reminds I... me too much of The Hills Have Eyes and I would like... What do you... Yeah, it came out at like the exact same time too. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's also, they advertised this movie like it was a monster in the woods. Because, mm-hmm. like, is. the trailer, they don't show you hillbillies at all. They don't show you a killer. They don't show you anything. They just show, like, a panning down the road shot, and the trees are all shaking. Like, there's some giant beast behind the bushes or something. And it just turns out to be three hillbillies. I was like, what the fuck? This is not what I wanted. Yeah. Chris, let me ask you this. Which would you rather watch, The Hills Have Eyes or Wrong Turn? I think it depends on your mood. If you want, like, a, just, like, a fun romp, like, bloody slasher, but not to feel absolutely hopeless, Wrong Turn. Like, The Hills Have Eyes is definitely more realistic and more gritty, though. Yeah. So, it kind of it kind of just depends. Like, The Hills Have Eyes, when I watched that for the first time, that movie fucking scarred me. Yeah. Like I remember watching it on video on demand at my home and I was probably watching it at like 12 o'clock, one o'clock at night. And I remember like at the end of that movie, me like turning on all the lights in my downstairs and being like, well, that was horrifying. (laughs) And like, I know for a fact that my ass would not be doing what that man just did to save his baby. So I would be dead. (laughs) Like I would get hunted down and killed. Um, Josh would save his baby like that. Yeah, bad dad, Chris, bad dad. That fucking that also like The Hills Have Eyes has one of the most uncomfortable scenes to watch in a horror movie in my opinion. Like that that whole like rape scene was incredibly fucking brutal and very yeah. graphic. Um so yeah, that's but honestly both are great. It just kind of depends on what you're what you're feeling. I think Hills Have Eyes is probably more of a serious horror movie whereas Wrong Turn is a little bit more outlandish. I do like I love that scene where the dude chops the girl's head off and like her body falls but he keeps the top of her head on the axe. That shit is fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, there's there's some really cool kills in that first one and like they finally get the cops. The cops finally show up at the end of the movie and they fucking kill the cop. They shoot him through the eye with an arrow. Yeah. And it's just like one thing after another. Like they just cannot get away from these fucking hillbillies with a tow truck. Um <laughs> So, yeah, Wrong Turn. Great movie. Really enjoyed it. Um, Miles, what's your next movie? My next and final movie is my favorite horror movie of all time, and that would be The Strangers. Why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. Yes. This movie is one of those movies that the trailer fucking shakes you right out of the gate. Like, before going into the movie, you are scared to watch the movie yep and uh like they call they don't even call it a horror movie the people who made it they call it a terror movie because literally like they built this stage where it is the whole inside of the house is a stage and they didn't tell Liv tyler they were going to start banging on the walls and shit so she was genuinely like frightened when they would bang on shit and like it was just so well made it's creepy as fuck like, the dude gets in the house and doesn't kill anybody. You just see him in the background. He scoops up their phones and stuff. Like, the the three bad guys in that movie are just, like, I have goosebumps right now thinking about how fucking well done that movie is. And the, the ending leaves a little bit to be desired. But overall, it is absolutely my favorite horror movie. The ending is 100% forgivable because of how good the rest of the film is. Mm-hmm. Like that movie, like you said, the the commercial for that scared the shit out of me, and that played so many times 
so many times. Jumping back for just one second, Rob Schmidt, who did Wrong Turn, he also did Right to Die by in the Masters of Horror anthology, <laughs> which is the which is the woman who gets lit on fire <laughs> by her husband. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's the one we liked the best out of that whole franchise. You can check out us talking about every episode of season two of Masters of Horror on the disc dump. And uh, it really, that's where this show came from is us doing that. So, yeah, it's uh, Right to Die was one of the more solid ones. And you get great boobs. Feel free it. to not watch the episodes. Just just listen to us talk about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely don't <laughs> watch it. Save yourself some time. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, The Strangers, um, I know that Chris has a real appreciation for it. Josh, how do you feel about The Strangers? I fucking love this movie. It's terrifying. <laughs> it really is. And it's got it's, uh, uh, Dennis from Always Sunny in it randomly. Yeah, yeah it does. It's so simplistic, too, because there's, yeah, there's like six people in this entire fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, like the, the body count eight, is low. If you count the two little boys at the end, like... And it's just, it's claustrophobic, and it's like, it's creepy. It's a little unrealistic that the floor never makes any noise, but it's it's one of those things where, like, you're glad they took it out because it's so terrifying to just be like, oh, he's right fucking behind you. (laughs) (laughs) The music for that Like, there's one scene where I just was staring at it, and I go, like, I finally noticed the bag head was there in the background. And I was like, how fucking long has he been standing there? Like, because I just noticed him. And it, was, it was fucking terrifying. Is it the one where she's drinking water? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that scene is so crazy. He steps out of the darkness so slowly you don't even fucking see him until you see him, you know? Yeah. That's... Would you think it was better if it was just him? Like, do we really need all three of them to do the same thing? I don't know. I thought the decoys and, like, knocking on the door and stuff. And is Tamara Yeah, I home? guess that that's that's scary, yeah. I thought it's, it would have been kind of cool if they all had the same mask. Yeah. Yeah, the, and, like, the music in that movie that they play on the records was composed and made for that movie, and now you can, like, find the songs on Spotify and, like, play the whole song and stuff. So they, like, they really put a lot of effort into making a solid fucking movie with a very low budget, and it was just, like, it legit is my favorite horror movie of all time. And I really like the sequel, too. I, wa- I finally watched the sequel. I really liked it. See, the sequel is like an 80s slasher, which is not what the first one was at all. But it's not a bad movie. I just wish that they just called it something different, you know? The ending is very stupid. <laughs> yeah, the ending is very stupid. They Michael Myers baghead like they make him an invincible killing machine, and that's like, Somehow, come yeah. on. Yeah, I I'm a huge fan of this. If you, if you hadn't put this on your list, Miles, this was 100% going on mine because this is one of my favorite horror movies, period. I just think it establishes like it's absolutely terrifying and again, this is one that I've rewatched repeatedly because it's so good and like it's just the scares are so effective. I mean, I tell this story in the first episode of this show. But this show, this movie gave me night terrors and I watched it over and over one day to try and get past it. And I still had fucking night terrors. After that. <laughs> it's so good. 
He came to conquer his fear, but it took him. <laughs> yeah, the fear conquered him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so The Strangers is fucking sick. And the director who did it, he went on to make another movie um, that we need to watch and cover on here. I think you guys would really like it called The Dark and the Wicked. Um, and it's different subject matter, but still like definitely a quality horror movie. So the director is, is pretty good for this one. Yeah. I've never seen that one. All, All right, Josh, Chris. what do you got? Oh, Josh, just kidding. Josh, what you got? Uh, my final movie is a cult classic now called behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. There are 11 exits from the first floor. And another eight or nine that might be manageable from the second floor. You want to eliminate as many as you can from being practical. So I've discreetly nailed them all shut. Don't they just smash them out? You'd think so. You'd be surprised. No. Dude. It's so fucking good. (laughs) It's so much better than it has any right being, which is, is what makes it so great. Um, for any of you out there that haven't seen it, uh, it is a movie about people filming a, a like documentary of a serial killer who and it, they don't really believe is a serial killer until he finally starts killing people. And then they're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like a movie serial killer. Like he's like a slasher killer. And all the other slasher like characters exist in this universe. They run, they mention like Jason and Michael and Freddy and Chucky and all these like <laughs> other movie characters. And like, uh, it's all about this man named Leslie Vernon. And he has to go through all these like slasher tropes of like, uh, like he has a mentor who's like an old, it's, it's a uh, Herschel from the walking dead. <laughs> this is mentor. Who's <laughs> also a slasher. And, uh, he they go through his life and like his process of like how he stalks his victims and like how he picks them and like the tricks he has to do like oh i had to set up a string to wrap it around the uh the stick that was holding open the garbage can lid so when she turned around and walked away i could make the garbage can (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like there's like a scene of him working out and he's like you wouldn't believe how hard you gotta work out to to be running, you know, making it look like you're walking, and then when no one's looking, you got to run real fast to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got really got to do your cardio. <laughs> <laughs> he also has a Dr. Loomis-esque arch nemesis, played by Robert England, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it then eventually it, it turns into a full-on slasher movie, and it's fucking great. The only thing I wish was different was... He has to come up with a lame back, or not a lame. He has he has to come up with a backstory, but I think his backstory is lame. It's like he got thrown off a waterfall and then raised by frogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he has like a frog mask. Yeah, and then that yeah, I wish his mask was better because his mask is kind of stupid. You can buy an action but... figure of him for a hundred and fifty dollars on Etsy. <laughs> oh jeez, holy shit. But it was great. It was supposed to get a sequel that just kept getting pushed back, and now the the director said he would want to make a very different movie to where he doesn't think people would like it because it wouldn't be anything like the first one. And it's like, well, just make that. Just make the first one again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we also got in this Zelda Rubenstein from uh, Poltergeist, 
Poltergeist. Yeah. She's in it, and we also get Kane Hoder who plays. Yeah, Kane Hoder who plays Jason. Hodder. Yeah. So. And he's the house he's going to is the house from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's it's like a love letter to the entire genre. I just watched this one maybe four, three or four months ago for the first time at uh, my co-host on the Geek Peak, Brandon's request. He's like, you need to watch this. You will love it. And he was right. I freaking loved it. It was such a damn good movie. And it's a bummer that it wasn't more popular when it released because I would have loved to have seen a sequel. I think it it's very a la like Scream and Cabin in the Woods where it's like super meta and it's a commentary on the whole genre and it's it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great the great thing about the mid two thousands is you did get a lot of like fun straight to video horror movies. Like me and Miles discussed another one about a burn victim that goes to a Halloween party. <laughs> that one is an asylum film. That's a fucking sleeper that it's actually good. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I can't believe it's an asylum film. Basement it's not Jack. Bad. That's what it's called. <laughs> Basement Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's a solid movie too. But uh, Chris, what's your last one? Or, yeah. Uh, well, last thing I'll say about Behind the Mask is I love the twist at the end. Uh, well, the kind of post-credits twist, but also the twist when the camera crew realizes what's going on. Um, I thought yeah. those were both really good. And then the using the apple crusher was just like chef's kiss. Loved that. <laughs> um, I haven't seen this movie since it was new, so like I got to revisit this shit. Oh, dude, you're like, it's, it aged like fine wine. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. I started watching it and I was like, God damn, how have I slept on this? This is phenomenal. Um, yeah, we should do it. We should definitely do it on here sometime. 100%. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's one I would love to rewatch. Okay. My next one that I loved, uh, kind of going back to the more visceral, super gritty, brutal, horror films of the early 2000s the feeling of hopelessness and just like the absolute gore and brutality is rob zombies halloween hey buddy just give you a heads up i got a taco deluxe supreme talking back at me so i'm gonna be a while so do you mind waiting somewhere else and let me pass this beast in peace it kind of reminds it. me i knew it i knew it was coming it reminds me of like the same kind of tone as the Hills have eyes as the 2003 Texas chainsaw massacre, just these like hopeless. Everything is like, everyone's going to die. There's no stopping it. And it's going to be the most painful, brutal death that you can imagine. Um, and Rob zombies, Halloween delivers on this. Now at the time, since it's grown on me a lot more, like rewatching the original Halloween and recognizing like how freaking good that movie is and how well it holds up. But at the time I wasn't the biggest Halloween fan. Um, I had seen like resurrection and, um, H2O and then maybe one or two more. Um, but I just was not, I, I didn't find Michael Myers that scary. And this movie, Michael Myers was fucking terrifying. He is a absolute mammoth beast uh you get some incredibly brutal kills we also get like a i i like this i know some people don't but i loved the backstory about how he was just this kid from a broken home who became a sociopath and murdered his stepdad and his sister um and her boyfriend 
And I, I thought that was all really like, I mean, it's super violent and well done. The gore is very well done. And then like his breakout scene from prison, there's, there's two scenes. There's one that they released in the DVD version and one in theaters. And the one that I saw in theaters was fucking insane. He kills like four or five cops all with all armed with guns like while they're transferring him uh, to a different facility on Halloween night. And just like the scene, the way it plays out is like some John wick shit. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like poor Danny Trejo. Poor Danny Trejo. Well. Oh, I was good to you, Mikey. <laughs> someone Says that about 25 times. <laughs> someone asked me how Halloween 2018 was. And I think it really sums up the old ones. Walk, stab, repeat. Like really, truly that's most of the Halloween movies is just walk, stab, repeat. This one is like walk, stab, 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 repeat. Like bludgeon, so bludgeon, break. Like Jesus, when he kills Octavia Spencer, I don't know if that's this one or the sequel. Like I want to fucking throw up. Sequel, yeah. God, it's so crazy, dude. Look, brother. If you're looking for some kind of action, you better take it on the arches before I'm done dropping this load. Are you going to be one sorry a-hole? Going back to the first one, we also get one of the best horror movie characters that's ever been introduced in any horror movie, and I challenge you to name one that you like more. Motherfucking Joe Grizzly, bitch. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> I fucking love Joe Grizzly. Joe I fucking, Grizzly. I say his whole speech all the time, just walking around. <laughs> My name's Joe Grizzly, bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay, so, like, the scene in Halloween 2018 where they're in the bathroom and, like, all that shit happens where he, like, drops the teeth, I, I liked that scene a lot. But I all I could think of was, damn, I wish this was Joe Grizzly and I wish he would go toe-to-toe with michael myers again mm. like i would much prefer that to whatever they're about to show me <laughs> you better take it on the arches before i'm done dropping this <laughs> <laughs> joe grizzly's fucking it. awesome the only other character that i think now this is going to sound racist because they're both black but the only other character like that that i really enjoyed was uh kid cuddy's character in that uh movie that we just watched x, x. yeah like oh, yeah. they had the same fucking vibes like oh so solid but yeah yeah joe grizzly is <laughs> the best just very over the top and very like animated and i fucking i'm here for it um i do like uh i really like the girl that they get to play um his baby sister in this um Scout Taylor Thompson or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, Scout Taylor Compton. I don't even know what else she's in, but I thought she was fantastic in this first movie. I thought she did a really good job. Um, I'll tell you what she's in. She's in Halloween 2, and that movie's a goddamn abortion. Yeah. I hate it. I fucking hate it. If, if you want to talk about, like, big, biggest drop-off in quality from the first to the second, that might be one of the biggest examples yeah. of it. Perfectly, yeah. I was I was angry in the movie theater. Yeah, I don't go same. to the movies to be angry. <laughs> but what a pile of shit. Back to that girl. I think what made her so effective is I think we all know ten girls who look and act exactly the same way. Like yeah. that like meek hipster girl who's super hot but she's got low self esteem and like I don't know. I just thought that it really hit home 
that the characters in this movie felt like real people. Like, Rob Zombie fucking killed it. He was super mad, though. He's like, why didn't anybody come out and help me when I wanted to make House of a Thousand Corpses? Nobody knew anything about me until I made this movie, and then thousands of people reached out and begged me to be a part of it. And, like, no one respects me as a filmmaker except for this movie, and it's bullshit. And I'm like, no one respects you as a filmmaker because you're a suck-ass filmmaker, Rob. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you make movies that are are sh- shocking for shocking sake and not actually good. You yeah. just do depraved shit that you know will get a reaction, A. And B, you ruin every fucking movie you make by making your wife one of the main fucking characters yeah like that's the worst part about halloween too is that you brought her back from the dead basically you you brought her fucking ghost in for no fucking reason <laughs> like it was so stupid his drum set yeah. i saw him live once his drum set is just a topless picture of her on the bass drum and it's like Jesus. nobody gives a shit that your wife is semi-hot like I, I wouldn't she's even trailer call her, park like, hot. Yeah, she's trailer park <laughs> hot. I don't know. That dude is such a douchebag in real life, and he's still one of my <laughs> idols. I don't even care. He does everything I wish I could do. Yeah, I just I like I'm not really big on him as a director, but this movie was fucking awesome, mm. and it, it made bank. And I remember going to see this in theaters and being like, "This movie, like he just murdered a child," and that was just the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, well, all right, we're, yeah, when we're he beats all that a, kid with a stick. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. There, there's a fan edit you can watch on YouTube that I think is even better. It takes out a lot of the stupid shit with the family at the beginning. All the yeah. stuff that Chris like, likes. You know, to deal with the stepdad. <laughs> well, no, all that shit's just a trashy. Like, I don't, I, I don't want, like, I watched the, the regular version and i go well yeah no wonder he became a fucking serial killer <laughs> like i would be too like the whole point of michael myers is supposed to be he was just some rando kid that had a normal life and then he just started murdering people for no reason like that's the mystery is what makes the character interesting it's like if, if he didn't start killing people that boy was gonna kill himself i wouldn't want to fucking live like that i mean the whole boogeyman concept is cool but i liked this version of it being very like grounded in you know, like it wasn't really supernatural at all. Like, and it wasn't just like he just flipped a switch and went crazy. It's like all this shit contributed and then it like, you know, shaped. But him it goes on years. for too long. Like they even do it in the mental institution. Like, no, like that. And that's a Rob Zombie thing. Everybody's a fucking piece of garbage. It's like, no, like it's not how the world is. Not everyone's a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Like even the fucking nurse is talking shit to a fucking like ten year old. She's like, Oh, is that your sister? Must not be related to you. You're fuck ugly. It's like, why would you talk to a kid like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like you deserve to get stabbed in the throat with a fucking spoon. Like you're a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> But so, but yeah, overall. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say overall, this movie made a lot of money. It was on a fifteen million dollar budget, and it made eighty million dollars. So they definitely got their money's worth out of this one. And it's very divisive amongst Halloween fans, but it might be my favorite, if not like top three, for the Halloween franchise. So I love it. It's really gory, though. <laughs> like it's, it's it is scary too. It is scary. Like. When he fucking Mike crashes so through the wall, dude. 
Yeah. Oh my god. He's a fucking. He's a juggernaut in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he is, which is honestly sick. But, um, but yeah, that's that's my last one. Uh, I know we have some honorable mention films, so we'll we'll kind of breeze through those. But there was a lot of ones that I wanted to talk about that I had to leave off here. So I'll just throw one out that this was my top contender that didn't make it was Quarantine. Um, loved that. I thought I thought it was like legitimately like to do a zombie movie on a small scale in like one location made it actually scary. Like not just a cool action horror film, but like, holy shit, like jump scares galore and like the feeling of being trapped in a building with zombies and not being able to stop them is is pretty gnarly. Did you ever see Wreck? I did. I did see Wreck after watching Quarantine, and, and that's great as well. Which one would you prefer? I prefer Wreck, personally. Um, I think I'd probably like Quarantine better just because it was made, you know, for American audiences. So it's, like, just kind of got that early 2000s, like, American horror feel, feel to it. But Wreck is very good. I've actually watched, like, all of the Wreck sequels as well. There's, like, a crazy-ass one that happens at a wedding and mm-hmm. someone gets like a fucking chainsaw leg, if I remember correctly, or something insane like that. <laughs> yeah. Wreck I liked better because like when they drop the body in between all the people standing in the lobby of this building, they didn't tell them they were going to do that. So like the scare is legitimately like they didn't see that shit coming at all. And with quarantine, they had watched Wreck, so they knew it was coming. But they just like legitimately scared the actresses and the actors in the uh, in the original one, and like, but they did do the zombie in the attic better in quarantine, in my opinion. Oh yeah, that was gnarly, dude. Fucking lanky pumpkin head looking dude. It has <laughs> it has Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter who plays Deb, and I think she freaking kills that role. <laughs> And wrong turn has the fucking her boyfriend from Dexter. Oh shit, Rudy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um that's so I have a couple here and I feel like you guys will probably agree with most most of these. We had the the last Friday the thirteenth movie. Of course. Um the two thousand nine one. I think we all love that. I, I loved that reboot. I thought it was fantastic. That one's um, definitely coming uh, soon on this show for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to do that one. I always, I mean, Jason is my favorite killer. So getting to see him in his brutal glory in a modern adaptation is was a dream come true. I loved that. My, uh, <laughs> Me and my buddy literally, like, it came out on a Sunday for some reason. So me and my buddy stayed up all night, like 26 hours we stayed awake watching all of the original Friday the 13th and we went like we powered through five hour energies and monsters and rock stars and shit to make it through all of it <laughs> and then we watched the the at midnight premiere of the newest one and that's one of my most cherished memories that's awesome um the next four are all movies that we've covered on the show so i'm just going to lightning round these we've got the texas chainsaw massacre with jessica beale what do you think about her, Miles? She's so hot. <laughs> um, we recently just did The Descent, which is a fantastic movie. I think it's just genuinely very scary, especially for the time. It did a great job of terrifying you. Um, then we we did a live stream of Freddy versus Jason, which is just a fan favorite for anybody who likes horror, I think. Yeah. 
That's just a, a blast <laughs> of a movie. Um, it's the best. And then that was we my did first slasher. Oh, so good. That's a great introduction to the slasher genre. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that that might be the first horror movie I saw in the theaters. Yeah. Hell so yeah. Um, and then 30 Days of Night, which we just covered on the show very recently. Um, that one is a blast. So you can check out our like deep dive thoughts on all those movies. Um, those are all up on our feed. Um, and I think the Freddy vs. Jason recording is actually on YouTube. So... Um, and then, uh, saw there's a couple franchise starters that happened in the early, in the early two thousands. We had saw and we also had uh paranormal activity and we also had 28 days later and all of those had like spinoffs from them or sequels. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll probably end up covering all three of those movies at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but all like I I love all those films. I thought like like I said, I think the two thousands has such strong movies. Like not everything is good, obviously. But a lot's there's not good. Like a lot yeah. is not yeah. good. <laughs> um but you know, in the time of the zombies, twenty eight days later is a fantastic movie in general, not just a good horror movie. That's a hard um, watch. That's a hard watch. Saw is fucking gnarly. Yeah. Like that twist, whew, that's that's like yeah, that, one of that the, twist fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best horror movie twists of all time, in my opinion. A hundred percent. Paranormal Activity, you know, the rebirth of found footage after Blair Witch, and uh, you know, shows what you could do on a shoestring budget in one room. Like it's kind of a that and Saw, they kind of have that in common. You know, one room films that really just blew blew people away. Um, and then two more that are just personal favorites of mine that I want to throw out there. Jason X, fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love oh. Jason X. Mecha Uber Jason is like one of the greatest things that I've ever seen in film. Comic um, book worth recommending. Jason versus Jason X. Really yeah. good. We, oh uh, my we... God. That's a thing. It's a thing, yeah. yeah. We we bought the first one when uh, Josh came up to or came down to Pennsylvania <laughs> for the first time. We also covered Jason X. That's gonna pop up on his show in the next three years or so, and yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, it's a fucking good time. <laughs> so, Jason X is solid. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> the last one I wanted to throw out here, and this is like a guilty pleasure one, but I just think it's a fucking Don't blast. Don't you do it? Don't you do it? Sorority Row. Oh, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. What are you think Black Christmas? I was gonna say um, the Grudge or the Ring. Oh, oh. no, yeah. I do. I got time for that. The Ring was like my introduction to horror in general, so I'll always have a special place in my heart for that movie. But no, Sorority Row, just a ridiculously fun slasher, just so like on the nose on all the tropes: sex, drugs, attractive women ridiculous kills the murderer's weapon of choice is a tire iron with various attachments on each end different kinds of blades and shit <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous dude i love that movie i just rewatched that recently and i was like oh my god this is so underrated um but is there any that i missed that you guys would like to just touch on briefly and give some love to i'll just say the mist has the one of the best endings in movie history oh yeah I had to rewatch the movie to see if I actually liked the movie, but the ending, I won't even spoil it. 
but if you haven't seen it, watch the mist just for the ending. <laughs> Other than that, I'm good. I definitely had another one. Oh, Disturbia. Disturbia is a fucking yeah. solid movie. Uh, in the next couple weeks after this comes out, I'm going to drop an episode on Disturbia with Red Fox on the disc dump. And uh, yeah, Disturbia is fucking solid. Disturbia is sweet. I love that movie, honestly. And that was like right in the period of time where I was starting to get more into like straight up horror and like shy away from thrillers. And that was like a good transitional movie for me. Um, also, I have to throw this out because Megan Fox, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. That's a fucking banger movie. I loved that. <laughs> I thought that movie was you get fucking to boobs sick. On her, and that's the boob report. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I had one more. Where'd it go? Oh, um, no, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, and the movie me and Miles were talking about from Asylum is called Halloween Nights. Oh, it's not Basement Jack? My bad. No, I think Basement Jack is his name. Ah. <laughs> Even better. Um, oh, I know what my other one is. Panic Room. Have you guys seen Panic Room? Yes. That's a solid fucking movie, too. I like Panic Room. That was that was really good. Kristen Stewart's I've only first seen parts movie. Of it. And I guess there was there was one more that I forgot. I'm sorry. I I just realized this wasn't American Psycho is a fucking like an amazing film. Goes without um, saying. It's so good. It's not not as much a horror film as it is like a like a, I guess maybe it's a psychological horror. But, um, but that was not even the one I was gonna say. Fucking Dead Silence, underrated. With the mannequins, no, not. not underrated. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> underrated, dude. Love it's that like movie. Like saying mirrors is a good movie. No, it's not. <laughs> I actually have never seen mirrors, but I did like Dead Silence. I thought that was great, and the the fucking murderer lady making everything go completely silent. And if you make a noise, she comes and tears your tongue out. I thought it was brutal as hell. Goosebumps did it better. <laughs> <laughs> the books or the show? Because I rewatched the show in October, and that is it was painful that's what makes it good bro it's got some masters of horror vibes (laughs) oh my god dude it was straight me and lance did an episode on the geek peak about are you afraid of the dark versus goosebumps and unequivocally are you afraid of the dark crushed goosebumps because goosebumps is not good after rewatching it i loved the books but man beware you're in for a scare (laughs) But yeah, so that's that's pretty much all of the like our favorites from the 2000s. If there's one that we didn't mention, definitely throw it out there. I would love to love to hear some audience participation on this because I'm sure there's some that we're just missing um, that we maybe didn't think of or have forgotten about, or maybe we haven't seen it and we can we can check it out and review it on the uh, on the show at some point. But do you guys have any other thoughts before we shut this thing down? Uh, I think you should go on over to our Threadless store and get some of our sweet, sweet merchandise. Yeah, you should. You can you can do so by going to hhpod.threadless.com. Get a t-shirt, get a coffee mug, get some socks, whatever. It all goes back to the show. You can also reach the show by going to any of our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at hhpod. Well, yeah, you can. Any other business? That'll you you want to follow us on social media because we always post about our episodes on there. So say you just forget that you know we have a new episode of High on Horror coming out and you want to know what it, we're talking about. 
that is that is the spot to to find out highlight reels yeah, mostly on every wednesday so. <laughs> yeah mostly every wednesday so yeah <laughs> we're uh we're gonna revamp the tiktok one of these days and that shit is gonna be on fire all yeah. right well remember not that you have to remember you know life is tough so why not get high on horror